triangle, right? I, fi I figured it out. The voice of reason, the, the solid, uh, hold it down, the beige rage, and the agitator. The Breakfast Club. Everyone just kept telling me to prep for this. One word to describe the Breakfast Club would be black. Impact in the culture. People watch the Breakfast Club for like news and really be tuned in, man. It, it, I don't even know what it calls the Breakfast Club. It's like brunch. Envy, Yee, and Charlemagne. Wake that ass up, get out of bed, and listen to the Breakfast Club. I'm waking up. Yo 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 Good morning, Angela Yee. Good morning, DJMB. Charlemagne the God. Peace to the planet. It's Tuesday. Good morning. Good morning. Hello, neighbors. How are you? What's happening? My goodness. Where the hell you at? You still in Tampa? No, no, no. I'm home now. Um, you know, I gotta sit out for a second. I'm not just gonna come to work. Oh yeah, you, you know got, what I mean? You gotta quarantine. I'm not just gonna put my my coworkers in jeopardy now. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you gotta quarantine for a whole month since you gotta, was in yep. Florida and you was in the clubs partying and stuff too. And you gotta get three anal swabs before you return. Nah, nah, nah. I'll <laughs> be back on. I'll be back on Monday. Uh, hopefully, my test to be okay. But yeah, I, I'm back from Tampa. Had an amazing time. Um, less about the parties and all that. I mean, that's just bonus, but it was more taking my son to the Super Bowl. I, I, we just had a, a great time. It's that those memories that I try to create that one, you know, hopefully when I'm not here anymore, he passes that on and hopefully takes his son. And it's just the time that I spent with my son, which is you can't take, you can't bring no back. You know, you can't take that back. It's the time that you just enjoy it. You sit down, have man to man talk, man to man conversations. You eat, there's nobody else around and you teach him how to move out here. So yeah, it's bonding. It's, it is bonding. It's so. worth the three anal swabs you're gonna have to get on upon your return. <laughs> I'm not getting no now, damn three anal. Were, you gotta get three were anal Were people swabs, wearing but. masks? Were people wearing masks at all? Because I saw on the news they were saying that people were not wearing masks, and then there's 20 variants that they found just after the Super Bowl. There was 32. There was 32 variants in the 50 Cent party that was no nobody had masks on. That a certain someone was DJing. <laughs> no, I was. I didn't. Well, well, let me tell you. Now, um, I didn't go to that party, but um. During the game, uh, everybody had a mask on. The stadium wasn't packed. It looked packed because they had cutouts. So it was two seats, then it was three cutouts of fake people, then it was two seats. So everybody was pretty much distanced. Everybody had a mask on. There was mask police making sure everybody was masked. All the clubs that I DJ, which was about three, I all had uh, four, all had masks on. Everybody had masks on to step in the crowd. I mean, you can tell where people were. If, if you were from Atlanta, if you were from Florida, if you were from places that were open, you did not have a mask on. I'm not even gonna say they a lot. But if you were from New York, New Jersey, most people wore masks. Uh, all the restaurants had masks. Employees had masks. But um, is it possible Florida and Georgia uh, are so full of antibodies that they got some type of herd immunity going on? I'm just yeah. I'm, not, I'm asking. Is it I don't possible? know. No, there's still there's still cases there. There's definitely not, yeah, a lot of cases. I'm not saying there's not, not cases, but man, it got to be something going on in them places that we don't know about, bro. And how do you wear a mask in a restaurant while you're eating and drinking? Well, you know, you wear a mask to your table. Then when you get to your table, like anything else, like just oh, you like New York and New Jersey. Too? Well, I did day parties. My day parties are restaurants. Oh, my turn into God. Six anal swabs for you upon your return. We got to double Ooh, that. Oh you can't goodness. just get three. You got to get six, and we're going to swab until we feel resistance. Would you like to do it? sounds like you want to do my swabs. I'm just saying, That's bro, what it feels the, the like The anal right swab now. is the most effective from what I heard. Mm. It's it the feels most accurate. like that. But you know what? It, it was a great experience. Um, just to see the city win its own Super Bowl was something like, when you talk about wilding out, 
I mean, I, I've never seen anything like that. People were wilding out. They were having a good time. They were partying. Now, I didn't stay in Tampa. I stayed wilding, in Clearwater. Wilding. Now, Clearwater is uh, it's a retirement place, I would say. So, you know, I spoke to Terrence J. He was like, he was at the mall and they were doing uh, Three Card Monty. And oh, I told him when what? in Clearwater, they were doing bingo. Like, that's how Clearwater was. It was it was quiet. It was nothing there. But we, you know, I had a really, really good time. So shout out to everybody. I want to shout to the people at 7th and Grove who is uh, one of the only black restaurants out in Tampa. Uh, so I, I did an event there, had some great food. Shout out to the people at G5. You know, that's the strip club. But uh, but Tampa really treated me well. So I just want to say Oof. shout out to everybody in Tampa. Bro, I, I was only at three anal swabs. I went up to six. You're at about nine right now. Mm-hmm. You went to G5 too? Had the DJ. Nine oh. anal swabs upon your return. <laughs> Okay, yeah. and I want to smell Terrence J's results before he gets back into civilization. Yo, you shut up! <laughs> you want to smell? Yo, you a king? It's an anal swab. It's an anal swab. What? Start the goddamn show! <laughs> All right, Kirk Franklin will be joining us this morning. That's right. Mm. Kirk Franklin will be here. He's got a, a new podcast out, actually. I can't remember the name of it right now, but give me a second. Good words. Good words there you Kirk go. Franklin. Good words. Is it on the Black Franklin. Effect Network? No, it's not on the Black Effect iHeartRadio podcast. It's with Sony. I think he did it with Sony. Is that correct? Mm-hmm. Yes, yes, and it starts, to, it, starts, it starts today. Yes, Pharrell's on his first episode, but we'll talk oh, to Kirk Franklin. Maybe Kirk, that is lost. Kirk Franklin's <laughs> always a good conversation. All right. Well, let's get the show cracking. Front page news, what are we talking about? Well, let's talk about Donald Trump's impeachment trial. That starts today. Let's get in some front page news. Where are we starting, ye? Donald Trump's impeachment trial starts today at 1 p.m. Eastern. It could last up to four hours. If there's a vote to move forward, it'll continue tomorrow at noon. So you can actually watch the impeachment trial live if you want to on most major TV networks. And they said the trial should last. It's expected to run at least until Monday, February 15th. So we'll keep you updated on that. And senators will be talking about the violent events of the January 6th riots and whether or not Donald Trump is culpable for inciting the incident insurrectionists that attacked the Capitol and placed their lives in danger. So it's the first time in U.S. history that a president will be tried in the Senate Court of Impeachment a second time. And it's the first time that it's a former president who will face the prospect of conviction and disbarment of office. Yeah, I've never heard of a president being impeached when they're no longer in office. And I hope this isn't just some, you know, uh, theater. You know, I hope that they're actually trying to get him up out of there. But I, I, I don't see the point. Right, right now. But. Well, I think it's also if that doesn't mean in the last few days of office that you can do whatever you want just because you feel like you won't be impeached. And so I think it's that because those events did happen while he was in office. Oh, I'm with and, you. Yeah. I and just, I think the other the other thing is that you want to make sure that they also put these restrictions so he doesn't try to run again because he's already been talking about that. I just find it so strange that for the last four years they they let him run around with no consequences. You know me, no repercussions, and then now you want to act tough the last couple of weeks that he's in office. Now Democrats want to show courage, which, which by the way, they hardly ever show. They've tried every political strategy except for just pure old-fashioned courage, but we'll see. All right. The United States is considering COVID-19 testing requirements if you want to travel domestically. So right now they are considering a rule that we require, would, require, would require you to do that, not just internationally, but here in the United States. There's an active conversation with the CDC right now. And they said that we'll be guided by data, by science, by medicine and by the input of the people who are actually going to have to carry this out. Well, you that know what? That's the Super Bowl, I want to say this too. I think they had those dogs there that were supposed to, I guess, detect COVID because there was a bunch of them. I know some of them were bomb-smelling dogs, but then they also said that some of them were, were supposed to be COVID-smelling dogs. But 
I did see them at the Super Bowl. I wonder how you train dogs to smell COVID. I'm very interested in that. I mean, it's the same thing when mm-hmm. they get dogs to uh, smell cancer, I believe it is. But it, I, I wonder how they how they get dogs to do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. And uh, Delta is still going to block those middle seats on flights through April, which I feel like is actually the safest airline to travel on right now. JetBlue started filling seat, every seat last month. Southwest stopped capa- capping capacity last December. And American and United did that last summer. Delta is the only airline right now that is still blocking out those middle seats. Yeah, and I, f- I feel comfortable with Delta. Yeah, I rolled Delta there and back. Nobody in the middle seat. It was it was a way safer flight for me. Yeah, I did an American Airlines flight a couple of times. Uh, yeah, American. That's, it felt like Southwest. I'm not going to lie. It just <laughs> felt, it, no, nope. it did. It did. It felt like a bus in the sky. Because it just, you know, I felt like they should have had the middle seat. Because I did JetBlue. Cause I'm, I'm, I'm always JetBlue because I'm a Mosaic member. So they had the middle seats blocked out. Delta's got the middle seats blocked out. It just feel, felt weird in the middle of pandemic when everybody's on top of each other on the plane. Mm-hmm. But I also read that it doesn't matter. Because it's not good circulation on the plane anyway. So it just makes you feel better that the middle seat is open. Well, yeah, but I'm sure having less people on a plane also does matter. Like, there's less yeah. of a chance, and, I guess, the less and, amount of people, the less really. amount of people there are. No circulation on the plane. So not really. I, I've, I've read studies that said not, not, not really. It just makes you feel better to think that. But yeah, that's why they tell you to double mask up, especially on the plane. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, that is your front page news. All right, get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you need to vent, hit us up right now. Phone lines are wide open. 800-585-1051. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. We know that you ride black people, right? I'm telling. I'm telling. Hey, what you doing, man? I'm telling. I'm calling call you. This is your time to get it off your chest. Whether you're mad or blessed. 800-585-1051. We want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. <laughs> Hello, who's this? This is Mitra. What's up? What's hey, up? Mitra. Get it off your chest. I just want to say I'm happy and blessed. My mom is cancer-free and just working through Woo! the So that's amazing. That's a blessing. Yes, Charlemagne. I met you when you when you um had your book signing here at Barnes and Noble. Where at? Concord Mills. Charlotte. Yes, the 704, yes. the Queen City. That yes. was a good time. We had a good time at that Barnes & Nobles. Yes, we did. You took a picture with me and my daughter and my husband. Oh, uh, that's yeah. what's up. Thank you very much. I appreciate the support. Out my podcast right quick. What's the name ahead, of mama. it? It's Brady Baby Podcast. Why do I know that? Why that sound familiar to me, too? Y'all must have told me that Baby. before. Grady Baby Podcast. <laughs> Yes, check me out. And you can follow me on Instagram at it's underscore Grady underscore baby underscore. There you go. I like the right, way mama. that you promote. Go, yes. Go ahead, DJ can- Khaled. <laughs> <laughs> Thank y'all. I'm so happy I'm on the air. I can't believe it. Have a good one, Mama. I was to see you. I bought tickets to see you but in Charlotte, but you can't, the show was canceled because of the snow. I was so disappointed. Well, I promise you, as soon as we can, we're going to get back out there. That was one stop that we really wanted to make it to. Yes, I can't wait. I will be in there like swimwear. All right. <laughs> why do people say that? I don't know. I know we old, but why do people, Why did we ever say in there like swimwear? Where was swimwear ever in? The pool? <laughs> I, I don't know. Maybe it's just exciting because, you know, if you're putting on some swimwear, it's going to be really dope. Not really. <laughs> 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 not, for, not for everybody. Hello, yeah. who's this? <laughs> Right. Good morning, Evie. Good morning, Sullivan. Good morning, Angela. It's Rick. Rick, what's up, King? What's up, bro? I'm good, man. I'm good. I- I'm actually, I'm actually calling for a somber thing this um this morning. I had a friend of mine 
I heard you guys mention JetBlue this morning. I used to work with JetBlue for a long time, and I had a friend of mine, Sean Brooks, a.k.a. Tiny, a.k.a. Slim, who passed away over the weekend. And I just oh, want to send him and his family a condolences from all the people that we know at JetBlue that we used to work together. Um, he was a great guy, hilarious guy, funny guy, one of those people that made you want to go to work every day. He warmed everybody's hearts. He was a really, really good guy. So I just want to say... R.I.P. to Sean Brooks, a.k.a. Tiny, a.k.a. Slim. We love you. Um, we're going to miss you. You were a great guy. You touched all of our hearts. And um, it's a sad day for me and a sad day for our friends and family. That's horrible, Rest King. Condolences yeah. to, to yeah, you is. and your family, man. Sending healing energy to his family for sure. Yo, yo, you know how you every play around when you're up there? You, you know what I mean? You joke around. I get it because, yo, we work in an environment that was the same way. You know what I mean? Everybody didn't feel like... <laughs> you went to work, but you didn't feel like work because, you know, everybody enjoyed each other's company, and he was a major contributor in that. Yeah, y'all um, fl- y'all flirted with each other. Yeah, I don't think he, you know, I don't think Charlemagne's playing, though, Rick. I really don't. He, he might not. Not, not after nine anal swag, but... And, after, <laughs> and, and not after wanting to smell Terrence J's anal swag, though. I don't know. Terrence J was minding his business. He wasn't even playing the game with y'all. That is wild, though. You get nine anal swabs, and the doctor's like, all right, come back. I'm going to smell you later. Oh, my goodness. Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you need to vent, hit us up now. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Let's go. This is your time to get it off your chest. Whether you're man or black. Say it with your chest. We want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. So if you got something on your mind, let it out. Hello, who's this? Jelly Belly from Boston. Jelly Belly. See, we were just talking about people like you, people that shouldn't wear swimwear. Good morning, Jelly Belly. How are you? What? Nothing. How are you? (laughs) I'm fine. I'm happy. I'm blessed. How are you guys? I'm blessed, black, and highly favored. But real quick, I'm gonna get I'm gonna get off y'all line real fast. But I just want to shout out Cameron J Henderson um, because I found Starkeisha on Random Structure TV YouTube. Y'all should watch it. We all know it's Starkeisha. What is okay. Starkeisha? On note, go on YouTube. You'll find out. This kid is very very talented. I'm surprised he's not bigger than what he is. But somebody's gonna find him. He's very very talented. Starkeisha. Um, I'm gonna look that up. Okay. Starkey, you'll be. We know it's Starkeisha. Just know that. Um, on right. that note. I want to address not the elephant in the room, but the gorilla in the room, apparently, because she picked a different animal. Um, but I think the girl's name is Tessica Brown. Oh, oh gosh. Baby. Here we go. Well, I saw her name yesterday. Why that name sound familiar? Gorilla, gorilla Glue. Oh, yeah. Oh, the gorilla yeah, Glue yeah, Girl. Yeah yeah, yeah. 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 Tessica's a Messica right now. And I'm yeah. praying for her. We're going to talk about that. Yeah, I read her. I, I read that she said she might sue Gorilla Glue. And I'm like, how the hell is she going to sue Gorilla Glue for a choice she made? No, no, homie, homie messed up. She messed up. She's a mess. It's okay. She probably knows the Starkeisha, and Starkeisha didn't save her from gluing her head down. So I'm, oh, I'm praying for her because that's a serious, that's one mistake that changed her whole life. And I'm praying for it. It made me nauseous. So, yeah, we're right. all praying for her. But I'm going to get off y'all's line. Y'all stay blessed. I have more love to spread to the world. So love. There you go. Thank you, Mama. She's like, I got to go. Yeah, I got to go. Hello, who's this? <laughs> Uh, this is Nicole. What's up, brother? Get it off your chest. Um, how everybody doing this morning? But uh, yesterday morning, Charlemagne wanted to say that Tom Brady was the greatest white man. I think Michael Phelps is better. You're a damn Michael lie. <laughs> You're a damn uh, lie. First of all, Aquaman is way better than Michael Phelps. So 
Okay, so uh, how many championships uh, Michael Phelps, I mean, uh, Tom Brady got by himself? Michael Phelps got 23 gold, Olympic gold, gold medals, 21 um, Guinness World Records. So, bro, what, what all why has, do y'all um, act like? Why do y'all act like the what, degree what, of difference? What, what 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 has Tom Brady done by himself? First of all, football, football, football. He he has help from the refs. Football is a team sport, and the degree of difficulty is very different. Okay, than so any other ref, sport. Are, are the refs part of the team? No, but let me let me ask you this: What can <laughs> and, Michael and Phelps do? Me, hey, what can Michael Phelps do without water? What can Michael Phelps do without water? Without water, Michael Phelps yes. ain't nobody. Here's a point, sir. Good question. What can Michael what? Phelps do without water, King? Well, 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 thank, well, thank you so much. I don't want to hear that. What is Michael Phelps on land? Have a good day. Michael Phelps ain't nothing without a pool. Let me let me ask you a question. What was what was the conversation? Who's the best white person of all time? Greatest white man of all time is Tom Brady. And the top five top five was Tom Brady, Keanu Reeves, Abraham Lincoln. Christopher Columbus and The Undertaker. Mm-hmm. Y'all left out Jeff Bezos, Bill Gates, and Hulk Hogan? Damn, nobody cares. I know those guys don't count. Yeah, yeah, that's just money. As the greatest white guys of all time, they nah. created the, the, the phones that everybody's on right now. No, they didn't actually. A black man created the uh, cell phone, oh. the smartphone. Well, not the iPhone. And <laughs> yes. what about Hulk Hogan? Oh, yeah. Well, they got no. The Undertaker over the, uh, uh, Hulk Hogan. Undertaker I would over put Hulk Hogan? You don't play Ric Flair over Hulk Hogan? Hulk Hogan, uh, the biggest Flair, wrestler Flair, of all Flair's time. No joke. Ric Flair is no joke. Or Steve Austin. Uh, but salute to Henry Henry Thomas mm-hmm. Sampson Jr. He he's the pioneer in technology that uh, invented what we now call the modern cell phone. And this was just for white people. This this question was for white people. Yes, we were just talking about white people. What white people didn't say Christopher Columbus, huh? If you're half white, does that count? No, oh, I'll say Drake. Because because if you're half white, then the fifty percent of you that's black is what is, is, what, is, is, is what causes gotcha. your greatness. Okay. Gotcha. Yes. Okay, and white people didn't call yesterday and say Christopher Columbus? That's all white people. That's all called. The top Christopher Columbus was in the top five. It was now one person, one person said that. It was Tom Brady, Keanu Reeves, Abraham Lincoln, Christopher Columbus, and The Undertaker. That was the top five. Damn. And Jim Carrey had a vote. And Peyton Manning. They didn't throw Donald Trump in there? Nah. I mean, the bar's already low for white men, so you can't get no lower than Donald Trump because, you know, if that's their top five, I really want y'all to do more than just sports and entertainment, white people, and colonize. That's all y'all do? Sports, entertainment, and colonize? Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you need to vent, you can hit us up. Nayib, we got rumors on the way? Yes, and Van Jones says that he felt ambushed by the host of The View, according to this report on page six. We'll tell you what happened, and we'll explain what his rationale is. All right, we'll get into that next. Keep it locked. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. It's time, time, time. She's spilling the tea. This is The Rumor Report with Angela Yee on The Breakfast Club. Well, a source told Page Six that Van Jones felt ambushed by hosts of The View. He felt that they were rude and he was completely blindsided by how they questioned him. He was not happy about how the interview went. It was unprofessional, according to this source. Now, Van Hmm. Jones was on The View. He was promoting his new documentary, The Reunited States. And here's the question that Sonny Hassan asked. Uh, There are those who really accuse you of being a political opportunist who provided a racial cover for President Trump. Yet, just recently, you cried uh, on CNN when Joe Biden was elected the 46th president. People in the black community don't trust you anymore. Mm -hmm. What what is your response? Uh, My entire life has been about bringing people together to solve tough problems for people at the very bottom who don't have anything. At a certain point, 
we got to stop focusing on rhetoric and look at results. All right, now Van Jones was tweeting about the incident and he said, I was there to promote a film about people listening across the lines of difference. Ironically, the need for the film was made more apparent by some of the co-hosts. Yeah, um, that source could be lying because I doubt Van Jones was shocked. Van Jones has met himself. He wakes up to himself every morning. Like, he's fully aware that he receives that that kind of criticism. And, and you know, two two things can be true, right? Like, Van Jones has helped a lot of brothers and sisters get out of prison, mm-hmm. you know, and he's done it by being bipartisan and working with Democrats and Republicans. But he can also be someone, like, that, that folks don't trust, like Sonny said, because he cozied up to the Trump administration a little too much. And when it came to the Trump administration, you can't play both sides of the fence with that. There was never a time to normalize that administration because nothing about that administration was normal. Now, according to The View, they said producers did tell him they would question him about his flip-flopping. And so they gave him a chance to address his conflicting political positions and his relationship with Trump. And they said that he did not complain about his appearance. They said this is nonsense. None of the producers heard from Van after his appearance. He more than held his own. And clearly you have to be ready for anything when you come to The View. Oh, that's why you shouldn't be replying to just the source. Who is the source? Like when you say sources say, when people say sources say, who the hell is the source? I need to know who the source is before I even give that any energy. Well, usually I know at page six, when they have a source, they try to make sure that source is credible. They do do some research. So, you know, and there's a lot of people speaking out about it. And he was on social media talking about it also. So it did seem like he wasn't too happy with it. Yeah, I've I've seen page six in action sometime. They'll ask anybody and be like, I won't say your name. I'll just say you're a source. (laughs) Right. And, and, I, and, yeah, and, and I will but say, he was tweeting. You can see he wasn't happy about it afterwards. Yeah, he I should know. That. I mean, he's done these interviews a million and one times. He knows how people, some people feel about him. And, you know, who cares? And, and, I, and I will say on The View, they called Van a political opportunist. I think, you know, number one, he's not a politician, but all politicians are political opportunists. A better name for what Van is would be a political D-rider. Like whoever is in power, <laughs> no, for real, whoever's in power, that's who he's going to deride because he wants to get folks out of prison. And deriding is just a form of transportation that'll never be respected. Right. Well, they call them just an opportunist, not necessarily a political one. They said he's an opportunist. Oh, I thought they said political opportunist. Mm-mm. All right. Now, Future was wearing some $48,000 sandals that were made out of Birkin bags. Now, that sounds a little crazy, right? But apparently these uh, Birkins were inspired by the Birkenstock project. And they said it was to inspire consumers to question a very specific symbolism associated with the popularity of the bags. They said Birkin bags are like a cultural meme, a symbol for a certain kind of wealth. And if you want to buy those sandals, they range in price from $34,000 to $76,000. The one that he had on was $48,000. Yeah, it wouldn't be that's me. That's a lot. Hell. Yeah, that's a and lot for some sandals. Them. Yeah, I've seen them wearing them. You think those would be worth more later? No, they're not. They're not. They don't come from Hermes, right? Somebody just redesigned them and cut them up. Yeah, it's a project, but no, they are real bags. I can't even pronounce no. what y'all talking about. Hermes and Beacon. What is it? What is not it? herpes, man. Hermes. Whatever. I'd rather. No, I'm about to say. I'm about to say. Have herpes. I'm about to say that. I was about to say that, but Yeeks. let me shut my dumb Late ass up right down. now. I wasn't playing. I'm <laughs> <All> just right. <laughs> stupid. Bow Wow said he's going to be focusing on acting, and he's planning to join the WWE. Now he tweeted out. Now I know this might sound crazy, but after I drop my last album, I will focus on TV and film and joining WWE. It's been a lifelong childhood dream to wrestle in the WWE, and so that's uh, his plan. He said he has to get in shape first, but he's on the way. Bow Wow camera. Hey, Bow Wow's what Bow Wow are we talking about? Lil Bow, Bow Wow, wow. going to wrestle with that. First of all, first of all, he said his wrestling name is going to be Bow Wow. Also, I know how y'all feel when I say this about Santa Claus, 
but wrestling isn't real, guys. Okay, they can script it to where Bow Wow wins these matches. All right, Bow Wow does a little practice. He could be really good in the WWE if they want him to be. No, they it can't. It does do take that. some skill, though, to choreograph It does take those skill, yeah. Matches. Those things are choreographed. Everybody and everything. can't do that. The man could dance. If the man can learn choreography Bro. for the scream toy, you think he can't learn how to wrestle? Bro, that 350-pound no, man jump on Bow Wow, little ass, what's going to happen? What do you mean Floyd Mayweather's been in the ring against guys like the Giant? Y'all don't watch wrestling. Wrestling, he, he can, Bow Wow can wrestle. They can stage some matches for Bow Wow. There's, there's definitely a level of skill that comes with wrestling. I just, just saw just Snoop jump off the top rope two, three weeks ago. Yeah, he did it one time. Like, Bow Wow wants to be a wrestler. Man, where he wants to wrestle can numerous to people. Wrestle. He can learn how to wrestle. Come on. All right, now Jordan Sparks was talking to people, and she was discussing having so much time during in quarantine that she feels like she can now speak her truth. Here's what she said. Even though I still kind of, I put out music and I was still doing stuff, I had a really big writer's block. Um, not that I would wish lockdown on anybody, but being able to focus on music and feel the process, like the space I'm in with my music, I haven't felt since before Idol when it was just fun. But there's a beautiful duality in the song, even though I'm reminiscing on tough times and you know things that I went through, there's still a, a, a redemption and a, and a hope at the end, you know, because it's like, after finally leaving, I know that you still think of me and that's the tea. <laughs> mm. All right. It's interesting to, to see what artists are doing during a pandemic, because it can be a time where you finally get to sit down and relax. But again, you can also... You know, feel not inspired by not being out and about. So. That's very true. Some of them artists need to show us some tears when they look at their bank accounts because they ain't been doing those shows and they've been blowing <laughs> their money on jewelry and cars. Let me see that. That's what we really right. want to witness. All right, I'm Angela Yee, and that's your rumor report. Oh, and, and right. quick, quick correction. Sonny did call Van Jones a political opportunist. Called him a political opportunist and a chameleon. Okay. You said mm -hmm. that, though, right? Yeah, but, yeah. Oh. I was reading this, the... Um, the thing is said the transcription is that he just said opportunist. Not nah, political opportunist. All right. All right. All right. Well, when we come back, we got front page news. What are we talking about? Um, so this city will pay you a monthly stipend and cost to move there up to six thousand dollars. Would you do it? All right. We'll get into that next. Keep it locked. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. Let's get in some front page news. Where we starting, Yee? Well, there's a city in Mississippi that will pay you if you actually want to move there. Now, the city of Natchez is asking for remote workers across the country to relocate there to their, quote, charming and historic community for one year. The program is called Shift South. In return, they're going to give you $2,500 in moving expenses and a $300 monthly stipend for one year. That sounds great. It also sounds like an amazing plot for a horror movie. Like you moved to this town looking to get a job and a better life and then it's haunted or something. Boy. Well, there's only 30 slots, by the way, and you have to be employed as a remote worker in the United States. This has to be your primary residence and you have to purchase a home also. So there's a lot to it. Now, the home has to be valued at 150000 or higher and you have to own and live in it for one year. When I think of so Mississippi, I think of like extreme racism. And that says a lot coming to me coming from South Carolina. But I think about that old movie, Mississippi Burning. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I just think extreme racism. I think extreme racism when I think Mississippi. And I think David Banner and Big Crit. Okay. All right. Now, the parents of a 20-year-old man who committed suicide uh, is speaking out. And they believe 
He mistakenly believed that he owed $730,000 to that Robinhood app. So they are planning to file a wrongful death suit against Robinhood. Now, Alexander Kearns, he was a University of Nebraska student. He had started trading and he ran into problems June 11th. The app put a hold on his account. It showed that he owed $730,000 and that he needed to pay over $170,000 in the coming days. So he thought that things just went crazy. Here is Alex's dad, Dan Kearns, in an interview with an... Uh, with the New York Post. He thought he blew up his life. He thought he screwed up beyond repair. And mm. their response was a canned reply, basically, we'll get back to you later. What do you do with that thought? It haunts me. He said in the note, I didn't want to die. He also said that he, he was doing this for us because he was trying to save us from what he thought was impending financial disaster. Do you mm. think if Robin Hood had somebody manning an email account or picking up a phone that Alex would be here today? Absolutely. Yeah. He just wanted an answer. Damn. And about, by the way, that was CBS this morning. So anyway, what happened was he had been trading options rather than stocks. So that negative balance was a temporary amount that was showing until the options settled to his account and there was no customer service number. So he emailed Robinhood three times. He got an automated response and it said that reps would get back to him when they could. And the next day he ended up killing himself. He stepped in front of an oncoming train and he left a suicide note that said, how was a 20 year old with no income able to get assigned with almost a million dollars worth of leverage? And so uh, the sad part is that the app actually did get back to him the day after his suicide. They said, great news. We're reaching out to confirm that you've met your margin call and we've lifted your trade restrictions. Man, I feel so sorry for that, brother. I, I hate hearing people uh, make permanent decisions off of temporary feelings. Like, I, I wish somebody would have spoke to him and let him know it's perfectly okay to be in debt. It's the American way, okay? Like, yeah, it is. Like, like, I don't care. Like, I, I know pressure... I, I've had pressure from Owen, you know, drug dealers, the Owen, yeah. the Owen landlords. It It is what it is. Life it, continues. And there's nothing more stressful, man, when you have those debt, those people who have to collect debt, calling your phone, sending notices to you. That can be so stressful. That's why I always tell people when it comes to finances, you do need to address those issues and try to work out solutions instead of avoiding it because it just piles up. And the stress that you feel every time your phone rings, every yeah. time some mail comes, it's... It's hey, super shut. Trust me, I know. People got saying it's, it's the American way. Yes. I mean, you look at people that have debt; they they file bankruptcy, and they and they're the richest people in the world. It's the American way. You can't let it stress you out. Ish happens. That's when right. they, you got to think of it like this, right? When they get it, when you get it, they get it. Just think of it like that. And that's what I was gonna say. If I don't got it, then I don't got it. So you can call me a million times. We just stressing each other out. But when I get right. it, you'll get it. Until then, but I'm some, just in debt. I'm in the red. But a lot of times you can negotiate things. Like even if they send you to a collection agency, if you just speak to them, I you know. can negotiate a lower price to pay. To pay it off. You can do a you can do a payment plan. I'm just saying too. that yep. to to anybody who's stressed out right now, just address the issue instead of just running from it because that is super stressful every single day when you're avoiding those phone calls. Just try to work something out. That's why I feel so sorry for the brother because it really was a permanent decision based off a temporary feeling. That is the American way. That too shall pass. And guess what? If it don't, it is what it is. You can't, you can't take from me what I don't can't got. I can't give it, yeah. you what I don't got. It just is what it is. All right. Well, that is your front page news. All right. Thank you, Miss Yee. Now, when we come back, Kirk Franklin will be joining us. We'll kick it we with Kirk Franklin. We need those good words. There you go. So don't move. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. It's the world's most dangerous morning show, The Breakfast Club. Charlemagne the God, Angela Yee, DJ Envy, and we have... 
a, a really good brother zooming in with us this morning. He goes by the name of Mr. Kirk Franklin. Kirk, what's happening, my brother? I love the good brother. It's almost like I feel like I need to have a robe on. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> like, like with a big old gold cross, my brother, my brother. You are What's a good up, brother, man? though, Kirk. Nothing wrong man, with well, that. Man, well, thank y'all. Thank y'all, man. Thank y'all for having me, man. It's so good to see y'all one more time. Yes, sir. And happy belated birthday to you also. I know you're a January baby and you just celebrated. Yeah, birthday. yeah, man. And I and uh, wifey let me check into is I just want to spend a night in the hotel and I uh, eat room service. Like we don't have a TV in our bedroom at home. So I don't get to lay in my drawers and just watch TV and just eat cereal. So I checked a hotel and I just laid in my drawers. I had maybe like a sock on and just ordered room service and just laid in the bed, man. And I loved it. That's interesting to me. Why do you not, I had a conversation about this over the weekend about having a TV in the bedroom because a couple of my friends were saying they don't have TVs in their bedroom and they don't mm -hmm. think it's a good idea. Why don't you have a TV in the bedroom? Because I, I have to have one. It's my wife. She beat me up about it and I humbled myself and allowed her to have what she wanted. And now I get it, but it's difficult because you're right, man. But it's like most of our marriage, we had a TV and this has been just like the last five years and I miss a TV, man. I miss Saturday morning cartoons and just laying in the bed, man. And so, you know, y'all pray for me, man. Y'all pray for me because I'm going through. <laughs> so hold on. You, you, I'm going through. You checked into a hotel by yourself just to eat cereal? Yes, Charlamagne. If... Do you have a TV in your bedroom, Charlemagne? Yes, I do. Well, yeah, I just sold my one one crib, but the new crib I'm moving in, I'm not doing a TV for mental health reasons. But yes, 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 yes. It was one thing that my therapist told me that was also good as well because you know you and I are just allies when it comes to black men in therapy. You know that's something I've always talked about and preach. But but yes, Charlemagne, I checked into a hotel so I can lay in my drawers and eat cereal. What kind of cereal? I'm glad they said what kind of uh -oh. draws. Is what kind of draws? Um, <laughs> that's, the, that's next the next question. question. How did that's you see that question? Loops, I'm gonna assume you had fruit of the looms. <laughs> Are they tidy whities Are they boxers? Are they boxer briefs? <laughs> uh, well, you know. Well, first of all, I can say that these sheets were so nice that I. You uh, free get even. A, yes. Bear okay. bottom. Bear bottom. Okay. <laughs> yeah, okay. All right, let's get it to it. You still ain't telling us what cereal, though. I need to know what cereal. Honey Nut Cheerios. Okay, I just want to make sure you wasn't sinning. But what, what, like what? What kind of cereal would be sinning? If you, just said, if you just said something with a lot of sugar. I mean, Honey Nut, Honey Nut Cheerios does have a lot of sugar, though. But if you just said something with a lot of yeah. sugar, I would have said you were sinning. Yeah, well, yeah. Well, you, you just, then just pray for me. <laughs> <laughs> well, you, and, and by the way, happy anniversary. I saw that you and Tammy celebrated 25 years together. She's an incredible soldier, man. And, uh, you know, Tammy makes life such a beautiful thing to be able to celebrate and enjoy an incredible woman that just is a rock, man. Tammy's a rock and she's, she's this incredible mother. She's an incredible friend. And I really look up to Tammy. Along with that, I saw Tyrese posted under that celebration and people were talking about that. Have you spoken to Tyrese? I know you guys are cool. But he also left his own comment because of his own marriage not working out and, and the divorce that he's going through. Yeah. Well, no, I have not talked to him since that incident. But, you know, yes, he is my brother. And I hate when anybody has to go through a public divorce. But, but when people fall out of love and when people don't like each other anymore, sometimes as humans, we, we can be so self-centered on what we want that we have to understand that the emotion of love has nothing to do with the fact of love. Mm. And so uh, love has to be a truth before it becomes a feeling because 
feelings have no intellect. They connect themselves to whatever thought is taking place at that moment. And so if you live your life just based on how you feel, you will always be living in this state of never having a solid foundation because your feelings are always in and out. Is that something you have to do in a long-term relationship? Like just go check into a hotel by yourself or just go take some time for yourself? Is that like a key? Well, you know, that was the first time I've ever done anything like that. And 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 I wanted to do it because I'd been so busy running, just like all of y'all, you know, sometimes you find your, found yourself in the pandemic working more yes. than you did before the pandemic, you know, because everybody's at home. And so there's a lot of requests and a lot of pull. And then you have you, you have to find yourself trying to be the inspiration for so many other people. But I do think one of the best secrets of a long-term relationship, Charlemagne, is that you got to marry the homie. That's right. Sometimes it's men, it's all the physical attributes that we chase after. And that don't make a happy home. You know, breast and booties don't make a blessing, you know? And so <laughs> it's just something that, yeah, do you, you want me to say it again? You're, yes, yes, sir. Say it again, sir. Say that line again, sir. Okay. <laughs> breast and booty. Hey. Don't make a blessing. There you go. <laughs> that was horrible. Oh my God. No, you're right though. What about if your partner's not affectionate anymore? And then you feel like you're starving for affection. I've been hearing this a lot and you feel like you're alone. Cause I feel like there's nothing worse than when you're in a marriage or a relationship, but you feel alone still. Yeah. So how yeah, do you resolve yeah, yeah. that when that can't work out? Great question. Great question. And I think that the pandemic has put so much pressure on marriages and relationships. So I would say, first of all, um, what you have to do is that a lot of times in love, it is so much of a call of sacrifice. And so if you are in a relationship with someone uh, who's not being able to be affectionate and very plugged in, it is probably because privately, they're probably struggling, struggling privately as well with some depression or some hopelessness. So a lot of times it may just be just turning on some fun music and 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 just doing some silly dancing and and you for a season may have to be the light that shines bright not the complainer not the nagger but you are the light in the relationship because sometimes relationships for a man can be very heavy why don't you talk to me why you're not saying nothing why you're not doing this and so for a man it's like oh my god but if you can kind of make the environment just a little bit lighter that allows that man to catch his breath and try to figure out what to say to be able to communicate what you've been needing the whole time. You know, every time you do the Breakfast Club, Kirk, you know, you drop you drop jewelry like that, you know what I mean? Wow. And, it, and it really inspires people. And that's why when I saw that you had a new podcast, Good Words with Kirk Ooh. Franklin today, it just made so much sense to me. So, so is this what your wow. new podcast series is going to be about? Well, first of all, man, that is very humbling because I know you guys have hitters on there all the time. And I'm just grateful to be able to, you know, to just be a part of that continuum. But yes, sir, uh, my podcast, Good Words, it was it, it was it was something that's kind of fell in my lap. I'm very grateful for it. And it's a conversation where culture and faith have this collision, because rarely do you hear people like Pharrell, Chance the Rapper, Glennon Doyle, her. Kelly Rowland, Chris Paul, and so many others having a conversation about how their faith got them through in this cultural 
uh, construct yeah, because we're talking about how they are successful, but in the private lives where they pull when they're in their darkest moments. Hi, we got more with Kirk Franklin. When we come back, don't move. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. We're still kicking it with Kirk Franklin. Charlemagne? Does Kirk Franklin plan on retiring anytime soon? 13 studio albums. You know, Chance, I was watching Tom Brady. <laughs> And I just saw how that brother continued to move and to just show excellence at his age. And I think that we're not called to ever end, as I think that we're called to go through different transitions and different seasons, but to walk away from something that you're passionate, uh, still passionate about, I think is not your right to do because we are owners of nothing, but we're managers of everything. Mm. And so all I am is a steward of my gift. And so if I'm a steward, then I can't tell the boss when I want to check out. So you called yeah. me Chance. I don't know who the hell Chance is. You meant Chance the Rapper? Chance the Rapper. He probably is thinking about Chance the Rapper because Chance is on the... <laughs> is I called you Chance? Yes, you did. Yeah. <laughs> he was like, you know Chance? <laughs> you muted us. Because he cursing. <laughs> he muted so he could curse. <laughs> Playing sad music. I'm sorry. <laughs> I just want to say I'm sorry. I want to say I'm sorry to Charlemagne. I'm sorry. Charlemagne. I'm sorry. <laughs> well, Kirk, you been smoking on that burning bush this morning, huh? He's so using dumb. that. <laughs> so now play that and make that a song. You're right. <laughs> so dumb. That burning bush, Moses. So dumb. But oh, but, but you but you are at your 26 career anniversary. I mean, you 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 critically acclaimed 40. I think like 40 plus awards. Does, does any of that even matter to you anymore? Like when I think of people like you, just like with Tom Brady. I'm like, damn, what, what more can Tom Brady do? What's the drive? First of all, I, and, and I want to make sure that people know, I'm, I'm not trying to compare myself to Tom Brady. I was talking about <laughs> That was Charlemagne. <laughs> but no, yeah, that yeah, is yeah. inspiring. What, what Brady is doing is inspiring. It is inspiring. And I think that it has to do, though, Charlemagne, is that a lot of people have never connected passion with their purpose. And so many people, so many people, like I'm going to be talking to Matthew McConaughey this week. And I want to talk to him about, because there's a book called Green Lights, and I want to talk to him about what do you do to people that live in these marginalized environments that systemically have never allowed for them to see as many green lights as you have, That's you right. know, because some of us living communities will always see a red lights. And yeah. so when you have people who don't have jobs that they love, they've never tapped into a career, they've never tapped into purpose, not because they're not dreamers, but because they live in environments that they're always treading water. They come from communities that you don't see hope, you don't see purpose. And so for me, is that I think that because of my me being adopted, me being abandoned, me, me having low self-esteem, me being beat up so much as a kid, me never having purpose is that there's a part of me that I can be very honest with y'all. A lot of what drives me is I don't want to be abandoned. Is I don't want to be thrown out. It's, it's mm. I don't want to be let go. Mm. And so because of that, there's a drive in me, that abandonment as that little boy, it's a lot of times my motivation. You said that's a book, it's called Green Light? It's Matthew McConaughey's book. And, and, oh, and, that's uh, his book, that's interesting. 
that's his book. And so I'm going to ask that question. What do people that come from marginalized areas and people that don't live in these environments that even uh, birth green lights, but because the neighborhood I came from, all I saw were traffic lights, you know, yeah. or, or, or railroad lights. And those are real things that, that's why I get sometimes so pissed off when I see a lot of these people that try to do the motivational talking and they're like, you know, during the pandemic, you need to be dreaming or, you know what, you you are lazy because you're not doing this, you're not seeing the opportunity. Right. Man, let me tell you something. Some people are just trying to rise just over depression. That's sometimes right. just getting out of the bed can make your body ache. There's so many people that have so many negative relatives, like, can you even imagine being part of a community that being told to go to college, you think you're better than us? I mean, there are some kids that grew up in families where even when they want to go to school, they're made fun of, they're talked about. And so some people don't have to go through that. There's some people of different skin tones that never have to go through certain levels of negativity that we've mm -hmm. had to face, even sometimes from our own. Mm. And so when you talk about that, we need to be doing this, you need to be dreaming, you need to be out here seasoning, you, you need to be a boss, you need to be an entrepreneur. No, there's some people that can be great that work for someone else and you can still be great. Everybody ain't got to have their own business to be great. You're great because God said you're great. Man, you said something, Kirk, earlier, man, that really struck with me because you said that you, you have a fear of being abandoned, right? And I yeah. think sometimes, man, you got you to gotta build things, I guess, that are bigger than you or things that are going to outlast you. Like, I don't think you could ever be abandoned, Kirk, because music is timeless, my brother. Mm, you know what I mean? Kind of and and people, that's, people, that's people, people may forget what you did, but they'll never forget how you made them feel. Them records wow. going to live forever, my brother. Like, I don't, I, don't wow, see, I don't see how you could ever be abandoned. You're solidified well, well, already. Oh, well, first of all, you're very kind. Thank you. I guess I was sharing about the energy that right. you still drive from. And mm -hmm. I'm talking about that behind closed doors, the energy that continues to push you is that you remember how that feels. For some people, it's they remember when they were broke. And so they mm -hmm. don't ever want to be yeah. broke again. And so for me, it's not the money as much as it is the marriage of feeling like that it's important for me to belong. And so that belonging is what drives me. Wow. I've heard people say that they've had situations where they would be waiting for their dad to come pick them up and their dad would never show up. So it was hard for them to ever feel excited about anything because they never felt mm. like it was going to happen. And there's so many things from your childhood and your past that do weigh yes. in on how you act today. So I feel you yes. on that. All right. We got more with Kirk Franklin. When we come back, don't move. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. We're still kicking it with Kirk Franklin. Charlemagne? What should we be looking for? Looking forward to in 2021, Kirk? Like, what, what did 2020 teach us and prepare us for that we should be bringing into this new year? First thing is that every lesson not learned will be repeated. And I think that this lack of compassion and empathy that we continue to show each other, even in our own villages, is something that we've got to be able to address, is I think that the church has got to uh, uh, have some house cleaning meetings, is that there's some dirty rooms that if we want people to come, that we gotta get the rooms right. And mm. so as, as I think that the last four years uh, has shed some light on some ugly areas that men and women of faith seem to profess. And one of the biggest things is that this weaponized version of Christianity and Jesus are not synonymous. 
And so we've got to be able to address those things. I think that faith and people that want to be able to proclaim a faith that we're going to have to get out of our walls and worlds. And we've got to be able to put our faith on trial that people that don't believe they have the right to ask us the hard, difficult questions. And if we want to be lights in the world, then we got to address our own darkness. Because I can tell you right now, some of the actions of a lot of Christians, it can be embarrassing. And if we want to be better ambassadors, we've got to be able to quietly, in love, in compassion, with no judgment, we've got to address some of these private sins that have always plagued people of faith. We, we, we talk about not judging, but I saw, like, you know, Pastor Todd, and, and I respect Pastor Todd, I saw him the other day telling women not to do the silhouette challenge. And I'm like, is it really that serious? Right. I agree with you. Pastor Mike Todd is a very dope guy, and I think he's one of the greatest young voices of our time. This is what I believe about judging, is that the truth is, we all judge. Yes. We judge what restaurant we're going to go to. We judge what clothes we're going to wear. We judge what movie we're going to watch. We judge that movie after we watch it. We judge that restaurant after we eat there. And 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 what we have to understand about a biblocentric approach to judgment, as God's word would, would be able to lay it out, is that my judging of something is to be able to win it back to the position of healing and reconciliation. So if I'm saying that a certain choice that you've made in your marriage or a certain choice you're making with drinking or with drugs is something that is not in your best interest. I'm trying to make that judgment to win you, to win you back. So, so men and women that have a judgment to condemn, trying to condemn another individual is not biblical judgment. It is all about that I'm trying to be able to save and win you back to win you back to a place of community and healing and family. But if I'm judging you uh, to try to put you on an island by yourself, then that's not biblical judgment. Mm. I hope that makes sense. No, that makes perfect sense. Cause I, cause I think a lot of times that turns people off. You know what right. I mean? Yes. Like it turns yes. you off. Like I'm just having a little fun with the silhouette challenge. <laughs> like, you know what The I mean? only thing, the problem with the silhouette challenge is they've done that thing where they can now like reveal what you really look like. So it is something, that's the only thing that people got to be careful of. Did you see that? They did this hack where you can actually uh, see the silhouette with, and so people were getting caught out there like that. But oh, wow. I didn't I know think that. As long as, yeah. As long as yeah. you leave a little something on, you're good to go. I think they're very entertaining. So what I will, never show my body in the silhouette challenge. I want to, is, is because I think that I'm so fine that, that, <laughs> that, that I just don't want to make a lot of people. <laughs> 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 yeah. Oh, and we do want to thank you also for being part of iHeart's living black, iHeart radio's living yeah. black experience. Kirk Franklin man. has participated in that also. So we're excited to see you on there. And once again, man, is I'm just thankful for this opportunity because I know that it's, it's like Roddy Rich, 21 Savage, uh, it's Janae Aiko, and then, you know, the church kid. And so, you know, that's just always humbling for me whenever I'm getting a chance to show how dope God is in these platforms. And I think that you're going to really love the performance because we really did something different. It's got a little creativity to it. And I'm just always enjoying the opportunity that, that I can bring the conversation of God in ways that you can enjoy it, that you can bounce to it, you can bop to it and that you can catch a vibe. And so that's my whole, that's my whole mode. 
Word. Yes. Well, Mr. Franklin, could you could you end us in a little prayer? Because we all could use some extra. But wait, prayer. before you before you end, tell us where we can uh, cast the podcast. Good words with Kurt Franklin. Tell yes, us where yes. we can catch it. Yeah. February 9th, I know it's the debut, but just give us some more information. Yes, yes, yes. You can catch the podcast on every platform. But what would you guys like? Is are there any areas that you would like for us to really pray for specifically? Healing. Anything happening in the community? Healing. 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 Always healing. Healing, nutrition, healing, nutrition, well, mental wellness, all of that. Beautiful. God, I want to thank you for the, just this incredible moment that we can have this conversation and know that you are our source. Our jobs and everything else are just resources, but you are the source. So when our jobs close and when other doors close, you as a source can always create another resource because you are never empty of providing for your children. And in your provision, we're asking you to provide this country with the deepest level of healing that we know can only come from you because in our hearts, so many of us as by nature, God at times, we admit we can be selfish. We can be self-centered and we can be all about ourselves. But Lord, give us the supernatural power to be other-centered, to be other-focused, to realize that when my brother is not well, the body is not well. And so, Father, help us to see our lives through your lens because it is only in you, since you created us all, can we be able to have the deep level of empathy and compassion that can only come from above because we cannot legislate morality. And so no law can be passed to change that heart, that, the hate and hardened hearts that, that we have as people. Only you can give us the spirit of love that goes deeper than any party, because Father, we want to be where you are. And so Father, I ask that you continue to show us that we've gotta be good stewards of these bodies, these minds, because they're all alone. None of it is permanent. It's all temporary. So while we're here, help us to be good stewards of what we have, how we eat, how we live, how we serve, how we sleep, how we rest, that it is all bringing you glory. And Father, I just pray, I just pray that we can make sure and teach us how to be able to put our eyes back on you. Forgive us for our sins. Forgive us, Lord, for all the mistakes that we've made in your name. Forgive us, Lord, for using your pulpit as a, a, a place of punishment. Help us to be able to teach grace and mercy because, Father, without you, I would be lost. And start with me. It is your amazing grace that saved my soul. Thank you for sending us your son, Jesus Christ, to be the light of the world. In the name of Jesus, amen. 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 That's right. Kirk Franklin, new podcast, Good Words with Kirk Franklin. Thank you, my brother. Always a pleasure. No, brother. Yeah. Thank y'all so, so much. I appreciate you. Yes, sir. Listen up. It's just in. All the gossip. gossip. The Rumor Report. Gossip. With Angela. Angela Yee. It's the Rumor Report. The Breakfast Club. Well, rest in peace to Mary Wilson. She's one of the founding members of the Supremes. And she was at her home in Henderson, Nevada, when she passed away. And it was suddenly, according to a statement from her longtime friend and publicist, Jay Schwartz. You all know her from the Supremes. Where did our love go? Baby love, come see about me. Stop in the name of love. So rest in peace and condolences to her family. Rest in peace. Rest in peace. Right. And she also was raising awareness about HIV and AIDS. She was encouraging world peace. She was a humanitarian. She was a best-selling author, a motivational speaker, all of that. So, again, 
Our condolences to the family. Yes, my mother loved the Supremes. When my uh, daughter and my niece were really, really young, she would always play Baby Love. And that Baby Love. Yes, they would love that song Baby. when they were like Damn. two, three years old. My parents as well. Love that. Love the Supremes. Supremes and Temptations in my house. All right, YFN Lucci has been released from jail on bond, $500,000. But there's a lot of limitations, but I'm sure he's happy to be out. They said he's happy to be free. There's actually video footage of him getting released. But uh, there's a long list of rules. He has to surrender his passport. He has to wear an ankle monitor while living in an undisclosed location. He needs to be at that location between 7 p.m. and 7 a.m. The only thing he can do outside those hours is meet up with legal counsel for his case, take care of medical appointments, and see his kids. He cannot have contact with any alleged victims, witnesses, or co-defendants, nor can he associate with known gang members or convicted felons. He cannot post on social media, and the bond was negotiated and finalized, so he is... Somewhere right now, but not in jail. I never uh, understood that. Like when, when they give you a bond, but they say you're innocent and proven guilty, but then they don't allow you to work because you can't work because you can't leave the house. So I don't understand how that 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 works all the time. All I know is that social media going to be tough for him because I saw him on social media yesterday. I don't think it was him. Posting it wasn't himself. on his page. Yeah, yeah he wasn't right. posting. But even still, his friends, his friends got to be careful with that because they don't know. You know what I mean? These well, people that's monitoring him don't know. Well, they know it's not his page. Like, I know young boy, one of his rules was that he wasn't allowed to post on social media for a period of time. So other people can post you. You just can't post on your own page. That's going to be very and tough they're paying for a young attention. Man. And they're paying attention to what you're doing. But if you have a choice between being in jail or not posting on social media. Yeah, you're definitely not going to post. Yeah, but you're speaking from a perspective of a 40-something-year-old person who knows better. It's very difficult for these kids. I hope, I hope, I hope he does it, but you know. We'll see. But why do they well, take yeah. that away, though? I never understood why they take the social media away. If, if you're not, people if, be beefing on social media. is all kinds of things. And then it also might let people know where you are. Obviously, that's part of the issue, too. He's at an undisclosed location right now. There's recording studios that he's not allowed to go to. So I'm sure they want to make sure people so can't see where me. you are. Because you see people post on social media, and then other people can see where you're at. So it they got him in the, the house, time. but he can't record. So he just got to sit there, but he's supposed to be innocent and to proven guilty. That well, I'm sure he can record at wherever he's staying. Mm. He just can't go to the studio. So mm. if you have stuff set up at home, you can do whatever you want. Got you. All right. Now, Kiki Wyatt is uh, facing some backlash, as we know. And this is all because of an interview that she did. Now, Milan Christopher posted this live stream, and he's trying to explain to her the years of oppression that black people have faced. And she brings it to, uh, you know, other communities facing issues as well. Here's what happened. I'm getting upset and my husband doesn't like it. So I'm going to excuse myself because you are so pro-black and it's okay to be pro-black. Well, if you're not even letting me How talk, so I don't even people. understand what I you because I feel like money. you're being sarcastic. I'm, and I'm not just trying being to... sarcastic. So can you let me talk? You have to understand black people are not the only people that have been oppressed. Jewish people have been oppressed. I'm by racist, damn it. We f***ing oppressed. Because black people that made us feel like shit. white people make us feel like shit. you don't know that life. Why is she screaming so much? I don't Why know. Why is she so but loud? She has since uh, yesterday gone on Fox Soul's Cocktails with Queens, hosted by Claudia Jordan. And she has gotten all choked up about it and actually recanted some of what she said earlier. Listen to this. I want my sisters to know that I love them and I am sorry down to my damn bone marrow if I hurt. Here I go. It's all right. Hold on. I did not mean to diminish 
our black culture at all. And I love you guys because you guys have been behind me in my career. All right. So Selena Johnson, who's good friends with her also, was trying to explain that Kiki just misspeaks sometimes and gets very passionate. Woo. All right. Well, I'm Angela Yee, and that is your rumor report. All right. Thank you, Miss Yee. Charlamagne, who are you giving that donkey to? You know, it's this uh, news reporter named Matthew uh, Donaldson. I think his name is Matthew Donaldson. Maybe it's Michael Bolton. What's his name? Michael Donaldson. We need Michael Donaldson to come to the front of the congregation. Uh, we'd like to have a word with him. Just always remember that they all look alike is a very racially loaded phrase. We'll discuss that after you, the hour. Why did you throw Michael Bolton into it? He's just minding his business. Well, all white people look alike to me since we all look alike to me. Oh, my gosh. We'll discuss for after the hour. My goodness. All right, we'll get into that next. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. It's time for Donkey of the Day. Donkey of the Day, Charlemagne. I'm a Democrat, so being donkey of the day is a little bit of a mixed question. So like a donkey. Yeehaw. Okay. Donkey of the day. <laughs> the breakfast club, All right, bitches. Guys. Now, I've been called a lot in my 23 years, but donkey of the day is a new one. Everybody look alive. Okay, donkey of the day for Tuesday, February 9th goes to a sports reporter named Michael Donaldson. I don't know what outlet Michael Donaldson works for. I just know he's a sports reporter who was on a post-game video conference call. The game I'm talking about is the Super Bowl. Now, let's be clear. It is the ninth day of Black History Month. Drop one of the clues bombs for Black History Month. Damn it. Black History Month is a time where folks remember important people and events in the history of African Americans. But I often wonder, how will they ever remember our history when they can't even remember our present? What are you talking about, Charlemagne? Uncle Charlotte Lenard, what do you mean they can't remember our present? Well, number one, I said what I said. Number two, I meant what I said for a number of reasons. And let me rephrase, they know our history. They just bank on you not knowing your history. That's why they teach us what they want us to know about us and everything else you have to figure out on your own. That's why reading is so fundamental. But once again, they will never respect or remember our true history because they don't respect and remember the history we make it now. Case in point, today's donkey, Michael Donaldson. Now, I know on Sunday we were celebrating the greatest white man of all time, Tom Brady. But like most white men, Tom Brady's greatness is assisted by the greatness of black people because Tampa Bay has four black coordinators. Okay, assistant head coach, run game coordinator, Harold Goodwin, special teams coordinator, Keith Armstrong, defensive coordinator, Todd Bowles, and offensive coordinator, Byron Leftwich. Yes, that defense that shut down that high-powered Kansas City Chiefs offense led by Todd Bowles. Black man, that offense that put 31 points on the board Sunday against the Kansas City Chiefs, led by Byron Leftwich. Black man, first team ever with black people holding all three of those positions to advance to the Super Bowl. That is black history. And it should be a much bigger story being that, you know, it's black history month. Also have two women coaches. Okay, assistant defensive line coach Lori Locus and assistant strength and conditioning coach Marel Jadifa. I hope I pronounced your last name right, but drop on the clues bombs for the most diverse coaching staff in sports. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers, I salute you. Okay, but back to Michael Donaldson and the lack of respect he has for black history. See, black history was made Sunday, and Michael, Don Michael Donaldson had the privilege, okay, should I say the black privilege, of speaking with Tampa Bay Buccaneers offensive coordinator Byron Leftwich, a man who most sports reporters should know. I mean, he was one of the top 10 picks in the 2003 NFL draft. He won a Super Bowl as a backup quarterback with the Steelers in 2008. And if you don't know him for anything else, you should know that you are talking to the offensive coordinator of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers who just won the Super Bowl. 
Okay, offensive coordinator Byron Leftwich, not Brian, Byron, and he will correct you. Listen. We will begin today's media availability with Tampa Bay Buccaneers coach Brian Leftwich. Byron. Byron. Byron, not Brian. Okay, but back to Michael Donaldson. Keep in mind, Tampa Bay has a black man offensive coordinator, and they have a black man defensive coordinator. But I guess to Michael Donaldson, we all look alike. Listen. First question will come from Michael Donaldson. Hey, Coach. Great win. Congratulations tonight. Thank you. Going into the game, what was your number one goal on the defensive side to to shut Mahomes down, shut that high-powered offensive down? To shut Pat Mahomes down. I think you got the wrong guy. (laughs) I ain't had nothing to do with that. That was Todd. You got the wrong guy. It's such a trigger for me when white people don't know the difference between black people. Two things to remember about black people. We are not monolithic and we all don't look alike. It's disrespectful. Do you know how many times white people have told Mars Chestnut they love him on The Breakfast Club? Shut up. Do you know how many times... White people have come up to me and told me I should have ran in a zigzag when the dude in the red Honda pulled up in Boys in the Hood. This is so disrespectful. Oh, zero. That zero. My, this is so disrespectful that Michael Donaldson didn't even bother to research what black coach he was talking to from the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Listen to it again. Just listen. First question will come from Michael Donaldson. Hey, coach. Great win. Congratulations tonight. Thank you. Going into the game, what was your number one goal on the defensive side to, to shut Mahomes down, shut that <sighs> High-powered offensive down. Shut Pat Mahomes down. Mm, 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 I think mm, you got the wrong guy. Mm, <laughs> mm, mm. I ain't had nothing to do with that. That was Todd. That nervous white laughter. Michael Donaldson thought he was talking to defensive coordinator Todd Bowles when he was talking to offensive coordinator Byron Leftwich. Byron better than me because I would have made him super uncomfortable and said, you got the wrong nigga. Okay. Do you even know the nigga you're looking for? Michael would have replied, I'm not looking for any nigga. I mean, I am. I, I mean, I, I oh, God. Oh, God. See, this, ladies and gentlemen, okay, white people do stuff like this all the time. And this is exactly why I purposely never, ever get the names of the Beatles right. Envy, ask me who the members of the Beatles are. Uh, Who are the members of the Beatles? Elton John, Sting, um, Keanu Reeves, and John Travolta. You got it. I know. You got it. I purposely will tell a white person that Justin Bieber was always my favorite member of NSYNC. You have to be disrespectful and passively, aggressively racist on purpose, just like some of them do. Okay, I am not Michelle Obama. Michelle says when they go low, we go high. No, when they go low, I tell them that Dolly Parton, not B. Arthur, was my favorite golden girl. Oh, yes, Dolly Parton, Barbara Streisand, B. Arthur, and Vanna White were the cast of the golden girls. See, sometimes you have to disrespect people to let them know you was being respectful the whole time okay you know why this is dangerous because they all look alike to me often applies okay when the police are looking for a black male suspect all right the problem is all black males look suspect to some white people which often puts us in the position that brothers like former tennis star james blake was in when he got tackled by a white new york city police officer because he looked like a black man suspected of credit card fraud they all look alike to me as a racially loaded phrase that haunts us in school, the workplace, and now the coaching ranks of the NFL. This is why you have to purposely tell people you hope Chris Pratt returns to play Captain America in the MCU. Okay, Hillary Duff, Hillary Swank, Hillary Clinton. Only Hillary I acknowledge is Hillary Banks. All those other Hillarys I just named can't tell them apart. One of them was on Breakfast Club when she was running for president and had hot sauce in her back. I don't remember which one it was. The moral of the story is, Michael, all black people don't look alike. Please give Michael Donaldson the biggest hee-haw.
That's all I'm saying. That's all. It's all rough right. out here, man. You know what I'm saying? You'd be like, oh, all black people look alike. Like, come on, man. You think I want to be walking through the airport and hear people say, Morris, Morris. Nobody no. says no damn Morris. Uh, More like uh, Joe. Yo, Joe, R&B singer Joe. <laughs> that's never happened. Let's that's open not, up the phone lines. 800-585. Joe, Joe wish he looked like me and Morris Chestnut, okay? 800-585-1051. Have you ever been confused? Uh, somebody thought you was somebody else. Envy, you got a story. Rem mm. Remember when you got confused for Drake? Or was it yeah, one of the barges? Which one? It was, well, both, actually. I got, okay. I, got, I got confused for Drake before. I've got confused for one of the barges. I've got confused for Barack Obama. That, that happens all the time. That never happened. Barack never happened. Barack never happened. When I got my beard, uh, Joe Buttons and Carlos Boozer. I definitely can see Joe Button all in you. Carlos Boozer, for sure. It I depends. When, when he got too much Beijing, definitely Carlos Boozer. Oh, my goodness. All right. So let's open up the phone line. What about you, Yee? Uh, people used to always call me Miss Info. <laughs> <laughs> to tell you the same. Oh my that is goodness. true. That is true. I remember when the Breakfast Club first started, and they used to say it was me, DJ, and me, Miss Info. <laughs> Miss Info. That is a fact. That is very well. True. Actually, and part of it is because before we started this show, I was the last person to sign on, and so the rumor was that Miss Info was joining the show. Got you. Mm -hmm. All right, well, let's open but up the phone. Even lines. in perceptuals, you know, in radio, they do perceptuals and they, you know, they ask, you know, you know, who are the members of the Breakfast Club? And oftentimes they say DJ Envy, Angela Yee, and Morris Chestnut. That's, that's, that's they have never up. said that that's, ever. That's, 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 that has never come up. No one's ever said ever. that. No one's ever said that. Don't do that to Morris Chestnut, man. So come on. Y'all so disrespectful. All right, 800 585 who, who have you ever been confused for? Like, you know, we know Charlemagne was, you know, they called him DMX at one time. That's they called happened. him Joe. It's so we're asking 800-585-1051. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Just the Breakfast Club. It's topic time. Call 800-585-1051 to join into the discussion with The Breakfast Club. Let's talk about it. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Now, if you just joined us, we're talking, who have you been mistaken or confused for? By, now, white, by, by white people. It's very important that we note that because this comes out of a donkey of the day. I gave donkey of the day to this guy, Michael Donaldson, who confused Byron Leftwich, offensive coordinator for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, with the defensive coordinator for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, Todd Bowles, who is also black. Mm. This is something right. white people do all the time. I've seen white people confuse DJ Envy for Young M.A. That's just disrespectful <laughs> on a million different levels. Okay? And I they remember people have, had mistaken, like they had mistaken Charlemagne for a Nelson Ellis from True Blood. He played Lafayette. Never. It's always, it's all I ever get is when I'm walking through airports sometimes. It's like, if, if they don't know who I am, they be like, yo, when y'all doing another best man? You know what I'm saying? No, that's like, not I really true. love the best man. That's you know true. what I mean? People said Morris, uh, they said... One person said Morris Chestnut, I would have to say, but most people say Joe. No, they no, say no, they, no, they mistake no, you for no, Joe. No, no, no. And they also say Joe, DMX. They, DMX. Just, I have seen, just, I have seen, seen people call Charlemagne um, Morris Walnut. Listen, whatever makes them feel good about mistaking me for Ricky from Boys in the Hood, you know what I'm saying? I take it as a compliment that Morris Chestnut, uh, people say he looks like me. That's a compliment. To me. And there was this meme that used to go around and people used to always send it to me like, is this Charlemagne? It was like a porn thing and this guy was on his knees naked. Yeah, I, I get that. I tell everybody, yeah, that was him. That's, yeah, that's, I'm like, yeah, he's wild that's, boy. That's <laughs> never happened. The only time I've ever dropped to my knees is when uh, that, red Honda, that red Honda pulled up <laughs> and shot me in the chest and I fell to my knees first before I landed on the ground. Okay. This is getting kinky. What about you, Yee? 
I told you, people used to always uh, get me mistaken for Miss Info, and she would tell me that too, that they would call her Angela Yee, and I think it's just the Asian Ex- thing. Like, explain to the people who Miss Info is. Miss Info is a radio personality. She has her own blog, and she was on the radio in New York for a while. Yes. I did mornings with uh, Miss Info when I was on the other station with Miss Jones, and she also owns a, a sneaker store as well. Mm-hmm. She okay. might have sold it, but I'm not sure. But anyway, let's go to the phone lines. Hello, who's this? What's going on? This is Taco from Brooklyn. Who did they mistake you for? So, oh, man, this, this one Aki Boxer-looking Spanish dude, he mistake me for some dude that was cheating with his wife. So he came home, he did a couple joints. He live around my area, so I'm chilling. I'm by the store, I'm waiting for a breakfast sandwich. So this dude will come up to me, walk up to me like, yo, you sure, you sure, you sure, you ain't telling me? So I'm looking at him like, nah, I can't be, bro. I just moved over here. I'm in Brooklyn at that. So nah, that was talking. you. That that was you. But when that dude came home and you saw how big he was, you ain't want to be him no more. Let me tell you, I ain't finished. He FaceTime, you know, he FaceTime the girl while he was next to me. And she played dumb. She, I don't know him. She was like, I'm telling you, it's not him. I'm telling you, you got to stop acting so crazy over me. I'm like, yo, bro, you got to chill out, bro. Tell the truth, like, King. I'm sorry, bro. King, 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 King. Tell me the truth. Tell me the truth. Tell me the truth. You were smashing the shorty, wasn't you? Come on. Charlamagne, I wasn't. She was a nice look, but I'm telling you, I wasn't. I never a nice look. <laughs> a nice look. Uh, Goodbye, brother. All right. <laughs> Hello, who's this? What's your this name? Is Chantel. Chantel. Hey, Chantel. Now, we're asking, Hi. who have you been mistaken Hi, for? Peace. How are you? I'm good. Yourself? I am blessed, black, and highly favored, queen. Good. So, I always get, well, not always, but I got confused as um, the lady from The View, Scary Shepherd. Whoa. Mm-hmm. Okay. Why and, you say it like that? Uh, you know, I was yeah, what was that with my aunt, eating a slice of pizza. She kept staring at me, and I'm like, why is she staring at me? She came up to me. She was like, you're beautiful. You remind me of Sherry, Cheryl Shepherd or whatever her name is. And I'm like, really? We look nothing mm-hmm. alike. Like, I want you to look up my IG. Somebody, please, you let me know. Right, what's your IG? Well, you know what? They used to re- um, they used to confuse Charlemagne for Sherry Shepard too, because he had her glasses on <laughs> in a picture. No, I looked like a Y'all different gotta auntie. Stop coming for Charlemagne. Why? <laughs> That's right. Who, t- tell them who I look like, baby. Tell them the truth now. <laughs> you look like you. That's what you look like. There you go. Right. No, you don't. <laughs> the biggest insult. But listen, you look at my IG and you tell me. Like, what's, what's your IG? Like, what's, your, what's your Instagram, baby? Let me tell you. I tell you. You know I'm gonna be it's, honest with you. <laughs> it's H I P P I E. Hold on. H-I-P-P-I-E. Hippie, Charlamagne. Hippie, damn it. Go ahead. Hippie, oh my gosh. heart, H-E-A-R-T. H-I-P-P. Hippie heart what? Hippie at heart X-O. Hippie at heart X-O. You can put an at. Yes, hippie. H-I-P-P-I. You can you can spell at, Envy. It's not just a symbol. My bad. Hold on. I can't spell now. H-I-P-P-I. Charlamagne. I found it. I found it. I found it. I want to see it. How you Let me see. I'll send it to you. You and Sherry Shepard don't look nothing alike. That's yeah, y'all don't look alike. I tell you, though, we're totally different complexions. She's beautiful. But that just goes to show you that the men don't care. Like, they literally compare you. Like, they literally don't look like no damn Sherry Shepard. Nothing alike. Like, zero. Now, hippie at heart, I see your friends with DJ whatever. Oh, yes. <laughs> and the reason I said, listen. <laughs> oh, whatever, oh, oh. No, 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 no. Whatever no, hit. No. Whatever hit. Like he like listen. every picture. The reason I said no, whoa. I'm engaged. Angela, stop. Don't do that. The reason I said whoa when he said that they confuse you with Sherry Shepard, because Sherry Shepard was on The View. So that's a very white watched show. You know what I'm saying? So that's probably right, their go to when it comes to black people. Sherry I would have took Queen Latifah before 
You don't look like Queen Latifah. Nah, you ain't got Queen Latifah. Really? I mean, more than her. I mean, you know, we got definitely more than Sherry Shepard. Yeah, pretty, you're, you're a very pretty woman, Nippy. Yeah. You don't look oh, like Queen Latifah. I don't see Queen Latifah. Yeah, I don't see Queen Latifah either. You are a very pretty young lady, but I don't see Queen Latifah or Sherry Shepard. You know, she kind of reminds me of a little bit. Um, Lyris Cross. Lyris. She's a model. Mm hmm. All right. Well, 800 585 1051. Who do people mistaken you for? Call us up now. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. I know when I'm in. Call me. Add your opinions to the Breakfast Club top. Come on. 800 585 1051. Morning, everybody. DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Now, if you just join us, we're talking about who have you been mistaken of before. Now, uh, Charlamagne, of course, said Joe. He also said DMF. No, 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 no. They always say Joe Button and Corey Boozer. I get uh, Carlos, Carlos Boozer. Oh, Carlos Boozer. I said Corey Boozer. You're thinking Corey Booker. Booker. See, now you sound like one of these goddamn colonizers confusing black people for black people. (laughs) Okay, I get mistaken for Morris Chestnut all the time. Everybody knows that. You no, know that's I mean? not true. I get Barack Obama all the time. You don't get Barack what? Obama. You get Young M.A. Stop it. <laughs> I do get Young M.A. too. <laughs> what about you, Ye? I told y'all already, Miss Info. I, you know what? I haven't heard too many people say that I remind them of anybody. That is much. not I'm true. I'm going to tell you, when I when I was in high school, people used to say I look like Paula Abdul. Nobody ever said that. Listen, <laughs> nobody said that. I nobody promise. Damn lie. But I went, I, went to, I went to a very white... <laughs> nobody ever said that. Yeah, nobody said that. I went to a... Nope. Can I finish? Never, no, that never I went to a... I went to a very white high school in Brooklyn, though. No, nope, and nobody, I was like, don't believe Paula Abdul. No, nobody. Play the Joe Coy uh, drop, please. You. You're a liar. Yeah, you're you've a, liar. a liar. You've always been a liar. Okay, Man, you, you don't dance. There's no, what about you? Says Paula what about Paula Abdul? Abdul? Okay. I have no idea, but it would be the white kids I went to school with. So no. maybe it's because she had a little color, and they would be like, "You look like Paula Abdul," and I'm like, "Really? No one else has said that in my neighborhood." Now, I've never met Angela Angela Lee, but you get mistaken for her all the time. <laughs> if there's an Angela, Angela Lee, would you like to finally step up and tell us who you are? Do you there's a lot of Angela, Angela Lee? Lees, and I also get mistaken for Angela Lee. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right, well, if you get mistaken for Paul Abdul, I get mistaken for Denzel Washington. Now, let's go to the phone lines. Hello, who's this? Yes, what's good, MV? This is London Lennox, you know, Harlem Rockstar in the morning. Harlem Rockstar, what up? Yes, listen, people tell me this all the time, and I'm not even dragging it, that I look like young M.A. My, my grandmother even... You and Envy. Well, I would like to say, I would like to go on the record as saying all black people don't look alike and all studs don't look alike. <laughs> Shut up, man. Now, What's your Instagram? Harlem, I want to see this. Harlem Rockstar, no, Harlem Rockstar called up. What's up? Now, Harlem Rockstar is popping after she called up for Ask Gee. I saw a lot of people sliding in her DMs no. and trying to holler no, at her on Instagram. Yo, I, you know what? I appreciate that, Yee. Thank you. I, Thank y'all. I, Thank y'all. I, yeah, but I you do you... see the I do see the a little bit of young M.A. when you got the band the red bandana on, but y'all don't really look alike. Cause young M.A. and me look like I don't think so. Yeah, yeah. First so of all. you and young M.A. What's, the, yeah. what's mm-hmm. the AJ mean again? Aggressive jaws. Aggressive jaws. Aggressive Listen, Jaws. That's what you said. Harlem Rockstar, tell me something. All, all them right, people all, all them people that sliding up in your DM, you get some something? <laughs> <laughs> man, listen, nah, I ain't getting nothing, man. Nah, I'm, I'm just chilling. I'm taking Yee's advice. I'm taking it slow. I'm focusing on me. True, true. Right. You, all right. You lying. I'm going to check in on you. you I'm going to check in on you because I follow you now, too, so I'm going to keep up with you. Yeah, please do, Yee, because I got to tell you something, too. 
Okay. Uh oh. It sounds like she want to get turned out. <laughs> Turn ye out, Harlem rock star. Telling you right now, when it's stuff from Harlem, which in your ear, tell it, say they want to tell you something. It's over. Life's about to change, baby. <laughs> you want to go buy all the sweatsuits and jeans, shorts you possibly can. <laughs> <laughs> What's the moral of the story, you idiots? The moral of the story is, man, please, when I'm walking through the airport, stop asking me when we doing another best man. You know what I'm oh, saying? When I'm walking through the airport, stop making red Hyundai jokes. You know what I'm saying? Hey, shut up. Like, bro. you know, and, and don't and don't disrespect Mars Chestnut when you see him walking through the airport and tell him you love him on the Breakfast Club. You know what I mean? That's just not what's up. You know, walking up to Mars Chestnut with my books, black privilege and shook one, asking him to autograph him. That's disrespectful. All black people don't look alike. That's the moral no, of the story. Nobody mistakes you for, for Mars Chestnut, bro. More like R&B singer Joe, DMX back in the day. Like that, especially when you wore them baggy jeans. They, hey uh, DMX hey all day. Hey man, shut where's, up. Where's Khalifa did? Where's Khalifa <laughs> did say he looked like DMX? I remember that. All right. Well, we got rumors on the way. Yes. And imagine you're hosting a live stream benefit concert and then they mess up with the teleprompter. Well, this happened to Tiffany Haddish and it got really funny. All right. We'll get into that next. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. This is the Rumor Report with Angela Yee has it. on The Breakfast Club. So listen Well, this is a strange story, but it looks like Offset lost his Bentley and a car company is taking him to court over it. They said he drew up they drew up a contract with Offset back in May as a repeat customer of theirs. He's a good uh, client. They said he was going to rent a Bentley for a couple of days for just less than $600 a day. Now he kept on delaying returning the car and then he just never returned the car. They said he stopped making payments. His lease was up on July 25th. He didn't return the car and said he just didn't know where it was. I love it. What's the problem? How does that happen? What do you do wrong? How do you lose a Bentley? I don't know. Somebody, I mean, it sounds like somebody either stole it or you, you got to remember, he that was in LA. He lives they in Atlanta. They got a lot of cars. They have a lot of cars. And that was, I guess, a rental because he was in L.A., but Offset got about, he must have about 16 cars that he Amen. owns in That's Atlanta. That's how you know you got too many cars when you just lose one or forget about it. I would love to be that rich. That's great when you can mm-hmm. just forget a whole <laughs> Bentley. You know what I mean? I, I, like, where I, is that car? Where did I put that car? If you ever read Bobby Brown's book, Every Little Step, he talked about how him and Mike Tyson used to just buy random people's cars. Like, they'll see you at the light and just buy, buy your car from you and then just leave it in whatever city they were in. All right, now Tiffany Haddish, she was hosting a concert for Verizon, Verizon's big concert for small business, and their performers like Miley Cyrus, uh, Luke Bryan, her, all of them, and she was about to introduce her, but then I guess they told her to vamp. Listen to this. When I saw her kill it on the BET Awards, she, what the f- does vamp mean, yo? Now, they asked me to vamp. I don't know what vamp means. Elaborate? Maybe that's the word they should have used. Elaborate. But let's continue on, guys. Please welcome Grammy Award-winning superstar and someone I consider a friend, her. Oh, you want more vamp? They need more vamp, so hold up on her. Y'all got to communicate with me in proper English. They in my ear. I'm going to keep it 100 with y'all, okay? They want me to read. They told me I need to be more cool. What the f*** does that mean? One thing you're going to get from <laughs> Tiffany Haddish. It's Tiffany Haddish. You don't truth. have to worry about her being anybody but her. And that's why I love her. Mm-hmm. Well, she said they told her Haddish. in her air that she was supposed to do a 15-minute stand-up set that she was not prepared for. She said, I was nowhere in the realm of thinking I was doing a 15-minute set. I'm here to host. Why do you think I'm that's sure so that price- easy? 
I'm sure that price goes up too if you're trying to make me do some stand-up. Absolutely. And by the way, what? I'm a comedian, so if you want me to do 15 minutes, I gotta mean that means I gotta give you 15 minutes of a set that I get paid for. You think I'm about to just give that away on 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 live or live broadcast? Come on, stop. Charlamagne, you do a lot of TV. What the hell is Vamp? I never heard of Vamp. I've I've done TV it several means, times. It means improvise. And I don't like vamping either. It's not on the spot. That's boy, you start to sweating in places you didn't know you could sweat. Your forehead, your balls. It's like, come on now. Like, but I will say, with these live streams, sometimes it does get a little shaky. Like if you're introducing someone, that person's not ready. Happens all they the time. They gotta have some type of. They gotta have some type of backup. Like maybe play like, something else. Stretch, stretch longer. All right, you put me on live TV um, and tell me to vamp and stretch and see what happens. Sounds like Envy was doing porn. Okay, it now definitely does. <laughs> <laughs> you guys are kinky, Tip- man. Tiffany Haddish also tweeted out, I just want to say that was one of the funnest, hardest things I have ever done. Thank you, Verizon, for letting me be a part of something so great. All right. Now, NeNe Leaks, according to reports, and Perez Hilton has this exclusive. They said that she got dropped by her agent, her manager, and her lawyer. So Damn. she's also calling out her uh, her manager, Stephen Grossman, by name. She fired a warning shot to Bravo as well. She said, you can't turn on your teammate and get away with this. And she added Steve Grossman, Daryl Miller, and Fox Rothschild. She said, suppression, retaliation, discrimination, unequal pay, devaluation against black women is real. It's painful and it hurts. I will fight for all women's rights. P.S. Fix it. Now, somebody went on Twitter and told her that she tweets about the Real Housewives of Atlanta every Monday after it aired Sunday nights and she responded I don't tweet about the show and I don't watch the show my concern is black women treatment behind the abuse you do not see which is very real please don't make fun of it it's very painful she also went on social media and blasted her uh, team as well so according to the source they said the reason behind the whole controversy it's a matter of accountability they said Nini has been impossible to work with for a very long time now I'm genuinely concerned for her mental health she thinks the world is out to get her and refuses to take accountability for her actions yeah I mean it is interesting that none of the other housewives from Atlanta are backing her up or anybody else that has you know been on that franchise in the past I mean I haven't seen it you know because if, 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 yeah and she's an- Nene says that she has numerous emails, text messages, a group text from Real Housewives of Atlanta, voice recordings that go back years. And she also says they got paid off. And that's why they haven't said anything. They're scared about losing their job. You mean the other women? Mm-hmm. See, but the problem is, is, is on the Housewives of Atlanta, they all argue with each other. So I can't, I'm sure you can't argue with me. You kick my back in on the show. And then when the show's over, you want me to stand up for you. Because all, most of the women on there, they argue with each other. But no, when I mean stand, I don't mean just stand up for her. I'm like her, her claims of, uh, well, what is it? Racism and what else? Mm-hmm. Um, just unequal pay, devaluation. Yeah, yeah I would mm-hmm. think that, you know, that's, that's, that wouldn't be just a problem she would be experiencing if that was indeed the, the, the system right. of that show. That's what you said. Yes. All right. Well, that is your rumor report. You didn't talk about Bachelor last night, though. I heard they already have a winner. Nah, they, well, they haven't. No, they no, still got like three already, more weeks left. Listen, don't tell I me. Spoiler alert! Don't you say spoiler it. Spoiler alert! Let me tell you who won. No, you better not. Already... You better not. Man, please. He got rid of MJ. He got rid of yeah, MJ. Please. Come on, spoiler! You spoiler! M- don't spoiler say nothing. You. MJ was toxic in the room. You spoiler! Uh, now you he got know rid of I don't watch the show, but spoil they've already it. said. Don't you say it? I spoil it. Don't you do it? Ruin his day, ye. Come on, come on. I don't want. You know what? I don't mind ruining Emmy's day, but I don't want to ruin everybody else listening's day. So. Yeah. I'll tell him off the air. MB text me that you don't look like Paula Abdul. You look like Paula a fool. So text spoil it for him. Spoil <laughs> I didn't it. Text you that. Spoil it. I'm not. Don't you do it. All right. I'm gonna tell him off the air. 
No, you're not. Nope. I'm not going to answer your text. I'm going to block you right now. The People's Choice mixes up next. Get your requests at The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. It's Black History Month. Who we repping today? Listen, man, we got to give it up for a woman that, you know, has been a Black History Month legend for a long, 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 long time. The late, great Cicely Tyson. You know, Cicely Tyson transitioned on January 28th of this year. Um, she was actually scheduled to be on The Breakfast Club on February 2nd, and I really wish we had gotten a chance to, you know, have a conversation with her because I'm currently reading uh, and listening to her memoir, Just As I Am. I'm listening to it on Audible. And when we talk black history, man, oh, man, oh, man, this is a woman who lived it, born in 1924. She was alive during things we talk about in regards to history, the Harlem Renaissance, the Tuskegee Experiment, World War II, the Civil Rights Movement, Jim Crow segregation, just just to name a few things that she lived through. I mean, she literally has seen it all, and I'm happy that she existed for 96 years on this planet. And what's so interesting is decorated as she as she is, as celebrated as she is, as much as she accomplished, she still felt like she had a lot more to do. In fact, she told Gail King that shortly before her death. Listen. The Breakfast Club presents a new Black History Month legend. What does it feel like to be 96 and a legend, Miss Legend? I'm amazed every single day I live. Do you feel like you have more to do? Yes, that's why I'm still here. I mean, what my life became is not what I expected. I had no idea that I would touch anybody. When the time comes, what do you want us to remember about you? I've done my best. And that was another new Black History Month legend, courtesy of The Breakfast Club. Man, please go pick up Cicely Tyson's book, Just As I Am. It is truly black history. All right. Now, when we come back, we got the positive note. Don't move. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Everybody, it's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Uh, I just want to shout out to everybody that I ran into uh, when I when I was out in Tampa. I had a great time. A lot of people showed me a lot of love. I took my son out to the Super Bowl. Let me shout out to Seventh and Grove, uh, one of the uh, only black uh, restaurants that's downtown. I got a chance to eat their amazing food. Uh, shout out to the people at G Five. Had a great time. And um, shout to Pepsi. Shout to Derek and the whole Pepsi staff. Thank you again. I uh, had a wonderful year with you guys again. So shout to Pepsi. Word. And uh, because of that, Envy has to quarantine for a month. And nope. he, has to, he has to have seven anal swab tests before he can return back to uh, work. And then when he comes back to work, Dramos has to administer two anal swab tests to him. And then, you know, we'll smell, we'll smell the results and um, determine if Envy can be here. And you, you know, know what's weird <laughs> is that I feel like Envy goes away on purpose so he can get an anal swab. I agree with you, Yee. I was thinking the same thing. That I believe. <laughs> oh, that you, that you guys believe now, that. Now, let me ask you this, because you know yes. I live by myself, but what happens when you come home? Like, do you quarantine from your wife and the kids, or how does that work? Uh, I'm, me and Logan's on one side of the house, and they're on the other side of the house. Rich. Go ahead, baller. So, okay. Go ahead, baller. <laughs> you ask. I'm telling you the truth. They on one. They on one side, and I'm on the other side. And you know, they go to school. So like right now, they're going out the house. Nobody's in the house but me and Logan. And y'all in see. one wing. They in mm -hmm. the other wing. Mm -hmm. 
So Logan's not going to school. He's doing school virtually. Yeah, he's doing school virtually. Okay. Yeah. So we'll do that until uh, I think we have to wait to Thursday. Then we'll take our test on Thursday. And then um, I'll be back out the house uh, next week, Monday, depending on the results, of course. Word. Mm. All right. You got a positive note, Charlemagne? Yes. Uh, my positive note on this fine Tuesday, February 9th, Black History Month is simply never apologize for not being what they are used to. Breakfast Club, bitches! Y'all finished or y'all done?